And we are back. Rich Robinson here, entrepreneur in residence, Animoca Brands. I am here with my first double guests, Wilson Way, Ryan Lee, all the way from my adopted country of China, Huanying Guanling. I spent 20 years in Beijing and four years in Hong Kong before that. And I absolutely love the Middle Kingdom. And Wilson's coming to us from Shanghai. And Ryan is in the Bay Area. And they are the co founders of Cyber Connect. Welcome, gentlemen. Great to see you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. My pleasure. I am pumped to talk about what you guys are working on. So, you know, our founder, chairman, Yatsio, he often talks about how we live as vassals in these fiefdoms. We are under the, you know, Lord Zuckerberg and Order of Microsoft and House of Google. And we give all of our time, treasure, and data to these social networks. And we get pretty much, you get nothing and like it, more or less. And there is going to be a company that is going to make a big mark in Web3 around social media. And, you know, I'm biased, but I think you guys are probably it. You guys heard, heard this. You guys are watching this in the future. Um, Gen AI is watching this in the future. And also humans are watching this in the future. And I'm going to say, I told you so. I knew it. I smelled it. And so tell us out there in uh, podcast land about what you guys are working on, please. Sure. Um, so CyberConnect, it's, uh, it's a project that we have been working on for, you know, in the last like two and a half years. Um, and CyberConnect, it's a Web3's earliest and biggest like uh, decentralized social network. Um, we're trying to enable developers to create social applications and um, empower users to own their digital identity, content connections, and uh, monetization channels, and so on. Basically, all of your data related to your status um, and the data that users care about. Um, and uh, there are ma majorly like three core features to it. Like one, it's a cyber account. Um, it's an identity standard. Uh, that we are launching with our newest version of the protocol. And the second is the CyberConnect social graph. And then um, um, it's uh, the, the third, it's, uh, we're also coming up with the wallet. Um, that, is, uh, that is essentially the, the, the key, the ID uh, to users. Um, we also build our own applications uh, along with more than 50 other ecosystem apps. Um, so all of those apps are built on top of CyberConnect, uh, the protocol. Mm. And um, our own flagship uh, in-house built application is called Link3Doc2, uh, which mm -hmm. currently have um, about 100,000 daily active users. Um, it, it's not that big yet, but it's a uh, it, pretty good amount of tractions um, in the industry. Uh, so yeah, so that, that's what we do. Wow, fantastic. I mean, that's already some good numbers on the board since we're, we're early days. Um, and tell us, tell us about, about total, total users. You have a hundred thousand that are active. How many people have registered to date? Um, so when we talk about register number, we only count the people who actually pay at least like gas or, or some, you know, door amounts to, to meet their uh, cyber profile. 
Um, so I think we have more than 900,000 users who actually have a cyber profile. So that's the total number. Wow, that, that's fantastic. So that's actually, so you're being conservative with how you even talk about registered users saying that they've actually done a, put something on chain, made, made some kind of a, a transaction. So yeah, that's great. I'm sure. I, I, and I think, um, yeah, many other startups would just say we have 10 million users. Um, yeah. And, uh, and more than a million have put it, have, you know, uh, between one and two million have put put something on chain, but you're saying nine hundred thousand. So you're being you're being conservative. So that, that that's actually so that that's actually quite. I mean, how many wallet holders are there, even even globally, and to have nearly a million uh, unique users who have done something with you on chain, like that's that 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 shows that there's pull from the market. Yeah, um, and uh, with, with with those users. Um, some of them are premium handle holders, uh, premium cyber like profile holders. That means they actually pay for uh, their usernames on our you know ecosystem, and that generates about uh, like seven hundred thousand plus um, US dollar worth in revenue um, to the protocol. So um, yeah, I think uh, as an early startup, I think those are pretty good tractions. Yeah, that's beautiful. I know early days, Facebook, it was, you know, advertising. That's what we have to do. We have to do advertising. And the problem with the ad model, of course, is if you don't have any kind of traction or critical mass, then you're not going to be able to get any ads. So, so now you're, you're turning on revenue, you know, pretty quickly and in, in a, uh, you know, in a way that's pretty meaningful and, uh, encouraging. So that's uh, also the beauty of web three startups. It's like it's like uh, if you want to get like um, you know how the, for the first time you register like um, a cell phone number for example if you want to get a better number than others if you want to pick your own like ideal lucky numbers like you kind of pay for premium that that's how it works like normal users can register the username that's longer and free um, if if you are a premium user you want your name to be exactly how you want it to be um, you you pay a little bit premium. And uh, that that's the current business model we're, we're, we're having right now. And it's simple and clean. 139199799799999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999
it has to start with that identity. So I think it's terrific. You guys call yourself a social network, but it really at the core, it's that identity. And how, how did, how did that come about? Like what was the origin story and what was the vision mission of the company? Um, I mean, the idea kind of came from our last startup experience when we were trying to build a decentralized content ecosystem. And we, we also onboarded like, um, hundreds and thousands of, of live streamers. Most of them are gamers, including like PewDiePie, um, the largest YouTuber back then. Um, so, so when we, when we onboard all those people and, um, we, we found that, um, even though they have a, a accumulated, uh, millions, millions of followers on, on, on another platform, um, they don't actually own a piece of that data, um, which means they own their, they, their identity, their status, um, um, their social graph does not belong to them. And therefore, when they're trying to migrate to any other new platform that they preferred or um, to do anything else, like, like for example, like TikTok is kind of new compared to like um, YouTube, you know, they, they kind of have to start all over again. Um, and and that's, uh, that, that was the questions um, um, that evolve and evolves uh, and, 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 and become the idea of CyberConnect, um, you know, we say like you know what like why why can't we build like the infrastructure and the system that actually enable users to own the the, the status the, the identity um the social graph the content the monetization channel like own every single piece of important content and important data that you generate on the platform to yourself um through the blockchain and um and therefore when whenever you you want to use those data um no matter it's to you know, use it as like um, um, a pre-mint, like like minting prerequisite, or 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 just migrate those data to a third-party platform, or you just wanna uh, log into a game and play play that game with your friends without you know making all those friends all over again um, in a new game. Like you can actually bring those data. Um, so so that 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 was like how how we. Uh, originated the idea and, 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 and yeah. Beautiful. That's a really sound thesis because you're starting with a big problem. It's actually kind of ridiculous and really exposes the limitations of the, you know, web two environment is how dependent you are on the platform. And it's uh, a great way to help people to, take this red pill and release themselves from the bondage uh, of, of the matrix in, 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 indeed. And, and you started from the creator side, but then also as the consumer, I mean, I think in the future, many people, everybody's kind of become a creator and a consumer, even if you're not, you know, creating stuff on YouTube and have a million followers, you're creating stuff on, on the socials. And um, that's, that's all part of the machine. Yes, it, it's like for individual users. I I think it's so important. Um, like like for example, like in China, WeChat is so dominant, and they basically own all of your social network and and all of your social graph data. Um, so that makes Tencent so much more powerful as a game company, um, because they allow their own games to be locked in. Um, with the WeChat account system 
um, with the data, with the social graph data. So you can actually like lock into uh, one of the, like for example, like League of Legends mobile version um, in China uh, with WeChat and, and bring a friend all over there. Um, so you don't have to, you know, um, it, 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 the, the whole experience is like, uh, it's like Facebook's uh, open API, like uh, a decade or something ago. Um, unfortunately, they shut it down. Um, but CyberConnect is trying to be like a public infrastructure for that instead of like the data being owned by a single company and they have to edge over all the other applications. Um, so, so uh, I mean, it, it, it's meaningful for users as well. Meaningful indeed. And, you know, indeed, Tencent, biggest game company in the world, also biggest music company in the world, and the payments as well, too. It's all integrated inside WeChat and it's all part of that social graph. And it's such a powerful, incredible, uh, just lever that they have. And you're in effect kind of giving that to everybody. Everybody can kind of be their own mini 10 cent in a way and have their uh, ability to be able to sell content and to monetize it as well too. And to connect to the wallet, it's, it's, it's insanely empowering. And I think, can, can you talk a little bit about like what, you know, a lot of people don't understand about the payment system in China that, you know, China is the biggest country uh, by population. It's the oldest country invented paper money and said, like five, six years ago, like goodbye to paper money. Like some, now it's something like six or eight times of the entire GDP flows through WeChat Pay and, and Alibaba Pay, and in a way, I know it's not it's not it's not on chain. It's not you know um, uh, you know it's connected to the banking system. But in some ways, I see that like what's happened in China is going to be really informing what people will experience in the future because your wallet is really connected to your social identity in a way that doesn't happen anywhere else in the world. And I think it's uh, like, what, what, what are your thoughts or experience around that? First of all, I think, you know, um, in China, people kind of say bye-bye to cash uh, almost like eight or 10 years ago, I think. Yeah, a long time ago. That was a long time ago. Almost like 10 years ago, I think. Um, you know, it's interesting that you say like how, how the wallet is kind of tied to your identity and social graph and everything. Um, I think I think when when Tencent and Alipay start doing payment, they didn't actually, um, you know, thought too much about like how, how that could actually affect your identity. Um, until like, um, or, or your social experiences, um, until I think WeChat come out with the feature uh, called the Red Pocket. Um, and that make peer-to-peer like, -peer payments so much easier and much more frequent. Um, and that's the part of, of it kind of, uh, you know, somehow affect your identity. Um, when, when you're sending out money to, to people as like a lottery draw. Um, but um, I don't think like, other than the most like most like financial uh, like credit system that they're building, um, I don't think like the wallet 
for now it's it's really tied to your identity that much um um because it's still like you know the wechat account system and the banking system um they use the wallet still mostly like a tool for payment um and um you know i know they are also building the credit system, but which is much more financial. It's not too much about your social thing. Like people, like in some super rare cases, may may mention about like your 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 credit score or your trustworthy score <laughs> um, in Alipay or or WeChat Pay. But uh, it doesn't really matter too much when you're doing like socializing. Like um, it matters when you're doing like financial um, transaction or something. Well, I mean, there's credit scores in the West as well, too. And I think it might be less identity, but it's just, it's very stark for me because I was in China, like I said, for 20 years in Beijing, and then I saw the before and after. And now I live in Bali in Indonesia. And, you know, sometimes it's credit card, sometimes it's bank transfer. Sometimes I can use GoPay uh, to pay for something. And you must be really frustrated, Ryan, living in the States because in some ways it's really like five steps backwards. Like what, what I see, I was just back in Beijing a couple of months ago, uh, is that when you use WeChat, just everything is completely seamless. And I think that seamlessness, you don't have to think about it. You can pay for, you know, food and travel and, uh, also, you know, splitting bills and sending money to friends and doing, doing everything, all the mini apps, it's all fully integrated in there. And I think that's kind of a vision of what, you know, some sort of, L2 chain with no, you know, gas fees. Maybe we're seeing a little bit with Axie already with people using SLP to pay for stuff in the Philippines. But I think like when your wallet and your identity and your social graph, and that's all fully interconnected, I think there's just no other place like China that has that already manifested. And I think that it's going to be next level based on what you guys are, are building or, or, or am I just, you know, hallucinating or, do you, do you see it? Do you see it differently? Well, I think uh, for me, yeah, I definitely resonate with your story that I, I don't go back to China often, but when whenever I do, I get amazed by how popular WeChat and Alibaba Pay became. Um, I think it's a, it's a different equation uh, for those Web two companies. They try to move into financial areas through like when when their when their core business is actually like gaming or social media apps. And for us, what we are doing here in Web3 is really when everyone is trading, when everyone's doing the DeFi stuff, we want to introduce uh, the account, the identity part to this uh, to this Web3 standard so that everyone can get on board, not through just trading or yoloing into like 100x leverage, but getting to know their, the, the people around them, getting to know the creators, building a long-lasting relationship with uh, different communities. And I think that's... That's some some similarities definitely with the how uh, like companies like WeChat or other companies that's that's moving in their in the intersection of finance and social. Hmm. Terrific. Oh yeah. Hey. So also tell me about the. I was reading about Link Three. That seems super compelling and interesting. Peel that back for us, please. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, you've probably seen on, on Twitter. Um, so Link3, we already verified and onboarded more than 2,200 different Web3 native organizations and um, to help them come up with uh, their all-in-one link profile on-chain. 
And uh, yeah, um, as, as we know, like more than 44% of, of, of those orgs already using their link um, displayed on, um, on their Twitter official accounts. Um, so that, that brings a lot of publicity. Um, Link3 is also trying to build uh, or experiment more uh, ways for users to discover um, new things about crypto. Um, so we recently enable orgs to come up with posts, newsletter, um, and also enable them to, to create a, a event like Eventbrite, uh, but with proof of attendance, SBT that's issued um, natively to us, uh, which we call it West, like Web3 status token. Um, and uh, we're also building this like uh, a very content-driven feature, uh, which uh, which is going to be launched by the end of the month. Um, I think that's going to be really exciting. Um, the, the whole thing about Link3, it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a big experiment like to see how users, um, like Web3, Web3 native users can um, have a very native way to interact with orgs, content, events, um, and, and, and doing all those like, like, like engagements, how can they accumulate some level of, of, of status um, and build up a trust system or, or maybe like a reputation system as well. Um, so yeah, that, that, uh, that's link three. I love it. So uh... just want to add, we, we, we just onboarded uh, one of the largest decentralized exchange, DYDX, onto link three today. So something to celebrate. Oh, huge. Nicely done. That's great. That's some, um, I mean, 2,200, that's, that's a really solid number when you're doing something that's, you know, to be on that. Right. I mean, that's a, that's really validation. Yeah. Lots of people on like DYDX, uh, Zerion, Coinless, Zapper, Binance. Uh, yeah. I just, so many, so many companies I saw. Yeah. That's amazing. And tell me about, I, I like that name a lot. W3 ST, uh, the uh, Web three status token. That's that's excellent. T- tell tell me about that. Yeah. So first of all, it it's um, pronounced as West. West. Yep. Yeah. And um, so this token, like right now, um, a lot of the meaning from uh, the proof of attendance uh, from like participating in um, Twitter Spaces, uh, Discord, uh, uh, Discord meetings. And, and, and so on. And uh, we're going to support offline events as well. But uh, moving forward, I, I think uh, the Web3 status token West, um, it, it's meant to be like a, a, a standard form of, of token that actually help users to establish their status. Um, like, for example, um, I'm the co-founder of CyberConnect. That's a valid status. And uh, right now on chain, um, people might scam you saying, okay, I'm the, you know, uh, 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 co-founder of CyberConnect and here's the link, please uh, invest, uh, please like airdrop, you go, here you go. You know, th- those kind of like mistrust um, uh, due to lack of uh, verifiable uh, status and identity on chain. And um, um, so the, the same problem with like, for example, like LinkedIn, you know, um, lot, a lot of people claim they are the, they, they have those like experience like I worked in this company but they didn't um, so 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 uh, I think web3 like West token uh, could be could be a form to actually help people to uh, validate those things um, 
And especially like in the case of like, for example, like LinkedIn, um, since we already verified it and onboarded so many organizations, uh, we can actually uh, enable orgs to issue those, um, you know, uh, employee uh, 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 verification badges to their users on Link3. Um, so their Link3 profile or uh, like the Link3 profile for their their employee would be more trustworthy, um, things like that. So uh, um, yeah, it's a it's a standard SBT non transferable NFT um, that we will try to use as um, the, the the raw material for for status building. Fantastic raw material indeed. Yeah, that's extremely powerful, like primitive that could be used across e-commerce as well too. And whatever kind of, you know, gaming, entertainment, business, there's so many, so many ways to, to use that as a building block to, to verify like POAP is one thing. Um, I was at this event or I participate in this at this time, but to verify somebody's identity during that time, I was an OG in this game, or I was a, you know, I was part of this original community or like, that's, that's actually uh, much more powerful because then people can go back and backfill uh, their identity uh, in a way that was like pre web three and make it all uh, verifiable. And I think there has to be in some ways, less anonymity on the internet to let people um, be a little bit nicer to each other. Sometimes anonymity is, is important, but I think also reducing scams and making people more human. That's a, that's, that's powerful. Nice raw material. Um, yeah, let's, uh, let's, uh, go, let's go back a little bit to you guys met at Berkeley in, uh, Northern California and you guys were part of the Chinese entrepreneur, uh, association and then you guys started a, a company together. Tell us, tell us a little bit about that journey, and you guys, you guys exited, and what you learned from that, and what you're bringing to this startup. I mean, it was a, it was a crazy um, journey. First of all, like you know that that was back in uh, 2017 when we first started uh, the our first startup together. So, so that, so that was a special time in, in crypto share for our listeners. Why, why that was so upside down, crazy town. You know, like in early, early 2017, uh, I, I think Ethereum was, was under like a hundred, like somewhere around a hundred dollars, like, like 80 to 90 bucks. Um, and, uh, within a year, um, it, it gone from like a hundred to, uh, uh, 1400 within a year, I think. Um, and that was the ICO era. Um, and, uh, and, and the, the ICO thing, like, you know, um, using, using Ethereum and the smart contracts, uh, uh, as a way to, uh, um, Fundraise your project was the actual real first, uh, you know, major use case of, of Ethereum um, and launching a token, ERC20, um, 
you know, so, so that was a crazy, crazy era. Um, and we, we started our uh, first project, uh, which, you know, back then we were trying to be our own blockchain, like we own one, um, and trying to be like a, a, a decentralized content economy. Um, that actually solved the problem of platform ownership, ownership and um, and uh, uh, monetization for for creators. Um, yeah, so uh, I mean that that was crazy uh, bull market, and then it it, it kind of fell. Um, it, it crashed like ninety percent. Most of the altcoins like crashed ninety percent. We we didn't actually issue any tokens with that project, um, but. Um, but we raised a good amount of, of, of money as well. Um, and, and also we make a lot of mistakes. Um, we have great progress. We have more than like, I, I think. Yeah, more than 30 million users, I think. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. And like, and like you guys, you guys are like started that while you were in school or just after college? About like right after, like I, I like I, I, that that's about like one year after I graduated, and um, I uh, I asked Ryan like Ryan was actually still doing uh, his uh, his uh, his undergrad in, in Berkeley. <laughs> yeah, he haven't finished yet. Um, yeah, so uh, amazing. So first first pancake. Usually the first pancake that you make doesn't come out so great, but that's your first pancake, and it worked. Like that's that's amazing. You guys just threw your energy and engineering skills and your, you know, youthful exuberance. I'm so crazy. I don't know. This is impossible. The, you're supposed to fail. And you're like, I don't care. I'm going for it. And you, and you did it. And like, uh, BitTorrent ended up buying the company. Yeah. 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 That's a, that's a, that's a legit, that's a big W on the, on the board and, uh, nice, nicely done. T tell, uh, tell us some of the mistakes that you made along the way and you know what you what you learned from those i think that's one of the most powerful things is to learn from challenges and you know road bumps rather than success you know i think uh the biggest biggest mistake actually came from me um i, I think i missed the perfect timing for us to raise another round and the business we were in was in, you know, we were doing like live streaming for games. Um, and that it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a very expensive business. Like the infrastructure for live streaming, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, the CDN that we're paying, the transcoding costs, all of that. Um, and when, when we had good tractions, um, we kind of missed the window for the best timing of, of raising our next round. Um, yeah, so I think I think like being able to sense the market, like don't don't just like focus on building your own thing, especially when you are the CEO or CFO. Um, um, I I'm the product guy, and I, I spend so much time in, into like product and also like operation. Like I I, I was, uh, you know, worrying too much about about like uh, the the details of it. Um, and kind of like, um, you know, if, if I, I got back again, like I, I, I would start uh, our fundraise like six months earlier, um, even like before we had PewDiePie, 
uh, we should start talking to investors. We, we, we took, like, as a CEO of the company, I, I think, and also I think a lot of the executive, uh, sometimes we should just walk out there and talk to people, learn about like what's going on, like what, what's new about the industry, um, how are investors looking at it, um, and, and just, just cut, casually expose your project to more people and, and build up those connections and relationships um, um, and, and listen to their feedback. Um, so it's uh, it, timing, timing matters so much. Um, we, we were kind of a little bit earlier than others to, to gain those traction, like a million daily active user, it was insane. Um, and we were doing like millions of, um, you know, uh, 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 revenue uh, monthly. Um, and um, yeah, so so we, 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 we feel a pretty good product and, and had traction, but uh, um, we, we didn't actually succeed to uh, bring it to the next level because I, I, I think um, uh, we kind of missed that time timing or fundraise or launch a token. Um, yeah, so I'll say that's the, like the biggest mistake. Um, yeah. Great. Thanks. Thanks for sharing. Anything to add, Ryan? Yeah. Uh, well, I can add on something on the technical side as I was, uh, I was majorly responsible for the tech side. Uh, I think one thing, one thing that wasn't pointed out was really, uh, really great that just have to be very respectful of the market, be very involved with, uh, what's going on, not just within the company, but just around you or within the industry. I think at the time we decided to build our own blockchain. We wanted to do everything ourselves. We even built like on-ramp because at the time crypto on-ramp was a problem. So we, we decided to build everything ourselves because we want to eventually give users this user experience that we dreamed of. No gas, don't go to like the Ethereum type of setup, go through our uh, proprietary blockchain, go through our on-ramp with the, a couple of pay payment vendors ended up these were um, some somewhat very ahead of the of its own time, and people are having a hard time understanding it. We we had to educate our users, educate our vendors even to really um, uh, to, to to actually let them know what, what we're doing here. And I think this time around with CyberConnect, we were a lot more confident that the whole industry is going to move in the same direction all at once instead of uh everyone trying to build their own thing on blockchain um there is a collective understanding of we we, we got to do this together and learning from that argument is designed on a protocol level to be very interoperable um very compatible with different chains and making sure that we are we're respecting the market as well we want to move along with the pioneers in in in, in this space not just by ourselves and uh, i think that's also what we're going to do with the, our upgrades and and the wallet product that we're going to ship. Beautiful. Yeah. Quickly learning from those mistakes. Yeah. We're not going to make our own blockchain. We're just going to be agnostic and piggyback, be multi-chain and let's say no to some things and just really focus on fewer things. I mean, that's the key to success is just to be a learning machine and to be able to say, yeah, you know what? That didn't work. Let's make, um, let's make this work by, by simplifying it, you know, and I, I, I love it, Wilson, that, you know, usually a bigger problem with a lot of founders is they may be spending too much time like in the market. Um, and, but you're, you're so heads down, like you really should be really, really heads down on product until that product market fit is really, really humming. But then the problem is 
yeah, you, you don't want to be in the business so much. You got to be on the business and you have to poke your head up out of the clouds and like, look at what's going on. But it's like, you know, you're, you're just out of school. I mean, that's pretty incredible. You have like a million MAU, millions in revs, 30 million registered users. I mean, like, you know, if, if those, if those are the mistakes that you made, those are pretty, pretty damn good mistakes. Those are like, like you, you made the right, right kind of mistakes. I was too focused on the product and yeah, you, you, you maybe might've been able to raise and go bigger, but you still had a liquidity event and that's a, uh, that's pretty terrific. And now you live to fight another day. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we got to a level where, where the company was acquired um, because we, we spent a lot of time like building product and traction and, and therefore we have a valuable business. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I think, I think like how uh, most of the, like the lesson that we, 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 we were taught when we were in the club uh, back in Berkeley was like, you have to be like laser focused. You have to be focusing on the, like the product itself, the product market fit itself. And, and that's how that, I think that kind of like tricks me. And, and, and I don't want to share that lesson anymore, like to, 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 to early entrepreneurs, like, like, of course you have to do that, but uh, as, uh, as the head of the company, like, like you have to spend some time to make sure you are aware of the market, you're aware of the uh, of what are the leaders doing, what are the smart, talented people are thinking about uh, within the industry, especially when you're in an industry that's so new and, and everything is changing um, dramatically uh, from period to period. Um, so I think that uh, it's a it's a it might be for some people a little bit counterintuitive, but I think it's super important. Dramatic. Indeed, there's so many changes. I feel like it's the staircase in Harry Potter just shifting in real time. Just, you know, you can, oh, congratulations. You've caught up on the entire industry. Now everything's changed since breakfast. Um, and that's what makes it, you know, beautiful and also brutal, brutal, uh, if I, if I may. So uh, you did not do an ICO, which was, you know, token or ICO is not right for everybody, you know, back, back in the day. Um, how, how did that, how did that affect your decision to, you know, issue, you know, a, a thinking about tokens in, in web three and, and what, what do you think is the maybe, you know, lessons or advice that you could give to other people that are out there? I mean, of course the, the tokenized version of the internet is kind of the future, but should, you know, should people be doing their own IDOs? you know, oftentimes no. And what's the, you know, what's the lessons learned and where, uh, yeah, go ahead. You know, after, after, after six years in the industry, we haven't launched any token yet. Um, at least not me and Ryan yet. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think launching a token, it's, um, Essentially, it's a. It, I, I think of it as as it's a huge, maybe liability in some sense. You know, like we 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 do not want to launch any like cheap coins, and like just do like a money grabbing thing. We want to launch a token that has a real utility and it's decentralized, um, and it's meaningful, like. Like we, we just don't want to come up with the token and that's it. 
you know. Um, so like I, I couldn't actually give much advice for, for people who want to launch a token. I haven't launched anything yet. Um, um, even though like we, like the TGE for, for the cyber connector, it's coming up in Q4. Uh, but, uh, we still don't have experience around that yet. Um, no, but I think, I think that your, you know, your advice is baked into your thinking, which is there really should be some utility around this and it should be very additive and it's something that's important to the core experience of the user because otherwise it's like you're going public already in a way. Fantastic. That's great. Um, so tell us, uh, just, you know, wrapping up what you're sort of most, uh, most excited about. You talked about, um, the kind of third pillar of being, um, a wallet, uh, provider for, for your users. What's, what's that roadmap look like? Um, I mean, for us, uh, we, we, we think of wallet more as like an account system, um, to actually enable seamless experience when users are trying to interact with the web three native application. Um, so the experience currently it's like, you know, first of all, you somehow have to get a crypto wallet and that's uh, already hard um like having a metamask in, 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 in you know uh, the chrome extension or download another app like wallet application and then uh, even after all that like um you still have to somehow um for example if you want to interact with like this chain you have to get like uh the, the native token of this chain in order to support the gas payment um and 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 like with, with that one simple lock-in, you have to finish all those steps. Um, and the interaction um, with different chains, it's, um, it's, it's just, <laughs> I can't imagine any uh, reasonable like Web2 users uh, uh, can onboard toward unless they have some extremely like, strong um, uh, incentive or something. So, so how we're doing it, it's like, we're, we're trying to help uh, onboard users in a way that they are super familiar with. Like for example, if you already have like a EOA wallet, um, just lock in with your EOA wallet with like for example like MetaMask, and then uh, we're, we're going to help you to create your smart contract wallet um, as your account ID. Um, if, if you don't have like a EOA, um, just lock in with your Gmail for example, like your, your Web to uh, Web to Social. Um, and then uh, we're going to create that smart contract wallet for you as well uh, as your ID. Um, and, and, and the good thing about this like uh, uh, smart contract wallet, it's like um, an account attraction. It's like, you know, we can, we can do fee delegation. We can do fee delegation cross-chain. We can, we can um, 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 use cyber um, to, 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 to uh, become your, your, for example, like gas credits. Um, and, and all sort of that, like, and, and bundle of, of a lot of the transactions. So you, you don't have to keep clicking, like sign, sign, sign every single time, you know, when you're trying to do one thing and then you sign three times through MetaMask, that's kind of stupid. Uh, um, so a lot of those could be improved. Um, and I, I, I believe like Ryan should have a lot more to say about it. Ryan, you want to add some more? Uh, I think wallet in our system definitely serves as both the account as well as like an abstracted 
way of a user logging into any kind of system where the account part plays a huge role for users to build their identity, their social experiences around an embedded wallet, not just like a financial, like a wallet that has a ton of your money in it. So this account serves as where all your social behavior, all your social interactions will happen and all these data live under the same account. At the same time, when users authenticate, that authentication process doesn't have to be as complicated as what, what the users are experiencing right now, like with the, uh, with the C phrases, with the uh, Chrome plugins. Uh, we want that to be more customizable to different apps built on CyberConnect to welcome different type of users logging in. And because CyberConnect is a multi-chain protocol, we want to make sure that the same experience that they have on their favorite chain is transferable to a different chain that they're probably not as familiar with through this uh, abstracted um, gas sponsorship or gas delegation uh, that's enabled by the 4337 compatible cyber wallet. So users don't have to care about which chain I'm interacting with, which content creator from which chain I want to follow, but always just interact directly as if they're on one chain. And I think that's also the, the promise of cyber kind of being very interoperable. Uh, it's just going to be where the creators and where the users are. Beautiful. Yeah. And I think that's a beautiful vision. You're really right, Wilson, that it's almost incredible that Web3 exists because you have to set up this wallet and then, oh, then now you're going to have to go to an exchange and, you know, top it up. And then, oh, you know, by the way, now, congratulations, now you can get rugged. Um, and, uh, you know, all, all, all those steps along the way, you're just like, wow, it's just people talk about Web1 with, oh, I had a modem and it was like, and getting online and I need a plugin for my browser. And like, Web3 is like that. It's like, no, Web3 is much tougher than Web1. Web1 in, in the mid 90s, I got online much more simply and it wasn't, it wasn't as fun, but man, it was, it was much simpler. And in some ways, everybody's trying to crack this thing. Like, okay, I have a wallet, just like I have a wallet in my pocket. And then I bring that wallet to, you know, all these different um, transactions in my life. But one thing we saw, I'm going to go back to, to WeChat, is that when you're in a, in a social environment and that really becomes your identity, that's kind of the glue. Like we see it already in Web2 with OAuth where you could sign in with Facebook and to be able to have that payment and identity all elegantly wrapped up in a one. And then you have link three, of course. And I'm, of course, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. I'm thinking out loud now and I'm seeing the vision being sewn together when you have so many people in your ecosystem and then you have people's identities connected and then you have the wallet, then it becomes something where you're like, well, I'm going to go play this game or I'm going to go buy this support this artist, whatever, I'm going to go do it through the CyberConnect wallet because that's just something that's elegant and simple and multi-chain and other people start using it. And then it becomes this sort of virtuous cycle. So uh, I, I really, really like that vision. And of course, Elon Musk with X.com and his whole vision of Twitter is that he sees the promise of what's happening with WeChat because he smells it because he's in China doing his gigafactory in Shanghai. And, you know, he builds that thing in 168 days. Um, and he's like, wow, shit moves fast in China. And things are actually really elegant with WeChat. 
if you haven't ever used it and you can't ever use it unless you're in China and you have a bank account and you, you know, uh, it's a, it's really a compelling different experience. And I think that's, uh, that's what, that's what can win. Like that's having that social fabric with all of that in there. That's super exciting. Absolutely. Yeah. It's exciting. Rivik, Excellent. Gentlemen, Wilson way, Ryan Lee. Thank you. Great to meet you guys. All the best. I really, really enjoyed it. Thanks. This podcast is for information purposes only and should not be considered as financial advice. Any opinions provided in this podcast reflect the views of the speakers only.